jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Here we are, back to our regular one-movie business. Yeah, not 20! Yeah, last week when we recommended all those movies, people uh, had a nice uh, response to it. People enjoyed that sort of thing, but if we keep doing that every week, we'll run out of movies very quickly. This is something that constantly uh, terrifies. I, I know, Stacey, that you and I both lay awake at night um, tossing and turning, panicking over what happens when we run out of movies. And then we only have Hostel 3, the Las Vegas set directed video one, left to do. Like, that day's gonna happen. That, that and, like, Wrong Turn 7. Oh, God. We'll be all we have left. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh... Like, there will be some drags that we can dig up here or there to stay fresh. It's like, okay, Texas Chainsaw, the beginning, the prequel, at least we'll have Tea Lady in it, R.I.P. But, yeah, wrong turn, 12. Now, now the hillbillies are in space. What? The... That would be well, cool. yeah, don't, uh, don't tease me. <laughs> <laughs> they're never gonna go to somehow they built a fucking tin can rocket out behind that yeah. track. i mean if they're like expert hunters and like right. they can outsmart anybody <laughs> yeah. but they're inbred as shit who knows <laughs> don't want to don't shut off any potential plot lines you know <laughs> danny deck chair the wrong t- a bunch of cannibals with like their balloons and their lawn chair <laughs> taking them up yeah. to space yeah, it's like up <laughs> Like, but it's like wicked up. Like they just keep going. <laughs> Somehow they can breathe up there. Yeah, they have. Well, they have little bottles, little old Coke bottles. Like mm. when you go up to Everest. Okay. They're, they're breathing through them and chopping people up. Yeah. On their low lawn. Those furniture. those wayward teenage astronauts who wander <laughs> into the wrong lunar yes! base. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Sign me up! I'm in! I love the Wrong Turn franchise now. That's yeah. what happens in all of them, right? <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but people have checked out some of the movies, which I love to see. That was the point of the episode. Yeah. So that's good. Stacy, I checked out a movie and I watched. I went to the library and I checked it out. I didn't actually. But I watched Horror in the High Desert and I loved it. A lot of people, that's one that people watched. And I'm glad that everybody has had the, yes, that ending is so scary. I was so scared. No one has told me that I'm crazy for thinking that. So I Did I text you? I don't. I can't remember if I did. Oh, no, I think I did when I woke up that morning and I was like, I have been laying in bed having nightmares all morning about that shot. Yeah. The shot that you said. The shot. You know the shot. The shot. Yeah. The shot. And I... Oh, fuck. It's so scary. 
I would wake up, I would wake up and I, cl- and then I like just see that in my head, in my, my, my mind's eye. Yeah. And then I freak out and then I start to go to sleep and then I see it again. And I just, it, all morning and all night, I just kept <laughs> seeing that. And it is so upsetting. Yeah. Well, good. But also, also I loved it. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea that there were things that are in that movie that would, that would, uh, be in it <laughs> well i didn't tell you about those things that were in the movie because i wanted you i'm to grateful be su- i wanted you to be surprised by some things in the movie so i was so pleasantly surprised and then i did some research on the filmmaker and then i was so more increasingly pleasantly surprised and then uh i just i just love gary forever i just yeah. need to say it horror in the high desert people if you haven't watched it watch it i love gary i stand gary Mm-hmm. I'm like my my found footage heroes now. It's Angelie Vidal, Heather Donahue, and Gary. Gary Hinge. Gary Hinge. Thank you. Big fan. Big fan. So good recommendations. Yay! But this week we are talking about <laughs> we're doing a full episode here on one of your recommendations. Yes, yes. We took a page from the book from last week's book. And now we said series order adapted into a full Gay Lords episode. So it was the one that I said I thought we were going to do an episode and I hadn't seen it. And how could I not see it? It has so many things I like. And so we finally just said, let's just do it. And so here we are to talk about Body Snatchers 1993. Yeah, the invasion continues. See how they changed the title a little bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's different. Yeah. What you think? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, I, uh, well, I mean, it's one of your recommendations. Do you still feel the same about it? I so Stacy, this is something that needs to be said. Do you remember how we talked about how you reviewed all of your recommendations? You watched them first. I said before I'm going to put my seal of approval on things, I should give them another go. Yeah. And I did the not that. I did not that. I did not that. Yeah. <laughs> and I just said so okay. I found this time around, I still I still would it be on my recommendations list? I don't know. I still love many things about this movie. I still have a blast with this movie at times. There's a lot of slog. Uh and my brain does this thing. And I think I don't know if I if I if like, you know, monkeypox or something like I I just this passed from you to me or I don't know what, but like Gay, there's a gay lord's inning that happens in my mind all the time. Like kind of like how with rings, we 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 created a world where Samara would come out of the the TVs on the in flight display, and she starts offering chicken or fish, <laughs> which I love. That, that was the vegetarian option back then. And then uh, my brain kind of does this thing. So in my mind, there was like a hundred times more Christina Lee's, and she fought the body snatchers. Yeah, I felt a little misled (laughs) and then as i was watching the movie i started having literally i shit you not i started having flashbacks 
to me talking about last Christmas and how excited you got. And then, like, the next day when you're like, I'm sorry, Michelle Yeoh grifter? <laughs> like, <laughs> at what point is Michelle Yeoh grifting anything or anybody? And in my mind, mo- and that, so I would like to issue a formal apology to you <laughs> for, for making it sound like Christina Lee's was in more than three scenes in this movie. That said, I love her. Oh, sure. Uh, that, I did like some things about it, the movie. Yeah. Uh, as a whole. Now, it's it's what, it's what that, that line between, like, don't, you know, harsh someone's mellow. You know what I mean? Like, don't, uh, don't yuck a yum. Oh, right, right, right. However, when the end credits rolled... I said, this is Anthony's favorite body snatches? <laughs> That's the other thing. This was the first one I saw. And then I went and I watched the other ones. Because in 1978, it's, it's, much it's better. a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, well, yes, it's arguably a good movie. Right. That doesn't make it a favorite, though. That makes, yeah. No, that's true. This one, I remembered having a lot more fun with it, but it was also my first exposure to the pod people and my first exposure to the, to the vine tube worm tubes, which I loved and I was all about. I love a deflating, gross, pussy, bleeding flesh husk. I'm all about that. Yeah, it had, I would say, between five and eight moments. Yes. It's a, what does it do? It's a, takes the body snatchers story. This time we are on a military base where a family, the father is an EPA scientist and he's going to go check out the toxic water on the military base. And uh, there's pod people. There you go. That's kind of the whole story. (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, really, that's kind of all it is. That's absolutely it. Um, we have his family, his new wife, Megatilly. Oh. Absolute perfection. I, I have to pat myself on the back for having such a root in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I thought that all of my... Meg Tilly feelings had been thoroughly explored. Oh, oh and then Body geez. Snatchers introduced the like bossy, sinister Meg Tilly that I'd never seen before, and I felt a new door open. She okay. She isn't not in enough of this movie either, like Christina Lee's. She is in much more of it than Christina Lee's. I would stand by. The reason for this season is Meg Tilly. And, like, is is watching this movie absolutely worth it for Meg Tilly? Hands down. Yes. Uh, she Yeah, she gets taken over by the pods very early on. Uh, but it's okay, because she gives that monologue. And P.S., she wrote that monologue. Thank what? You. Yes, she did. Are you? But that's the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. And she wrote it, and she delivered it in a way that aroused new feelings <laughs> i was like i've never seen her be like this before and i would absolutely just lay down and go to sleep if she told me to <laughs> in a second my goodness yeah yeah you go to sleep and then next thing you know we're all together but closer yeah that's fine 
<laughs> you okay with that? I am 100% okay with that. Look at her. Look at that face. Listen to that voice. Uh, l- listen to that monologue. That also, like, what? What? When she turns and she's like, like, little baby boy. There's Gabrielle Anwar as the daughter. Uh, I thought she's great in this. And then there's the little kid, Andy. And then um, he... <laughs> <laughs> he walks in the room. He's like, mommy, mommy. And then all of a sudden flesh husk just melts. <laughs> and then body by Jennifer walks out of the closet, like just fully gratuitous, headless, full frontal nude shot. Mm-hmm. Walks out of the closet, terrifies the child, and then cut to Meg Tilly's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now like talking a very to obvious body double. <laughs> yes. I love so, a very obvious body double. So profoundly obvious. But by the way, the mystery of the mononym, no, it's not Jennifer Tilly. Do you know who it is? Yes, it was a local stripper Jennifer. who opted to go by her first name only because she had a child and she didn't want her last name in the movie. Oh, well, I love her choices, and I love yes. her. Source, Meg Tilly's Twitter. Really? Do you think she responded to this because people have been asking if it was, in fact, her sister? Maybe. I mean, when did uh, Bullets Over Broadway come out? Like, it would was... be kind of a strange choice for Jennifer to be like, yes, I'll be the headless nudie. <laughs> After her Academy Award nomination. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. In my mind, I just want it to happen. <laughs> I just want... I guess this was the same year as... Wasn't Bound 93 or was that 92? 94? What year was anything made? Who knows? Alas. I don't, I don't even know what year I was made at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind movies. What, what year when you were worm-tubed and Yeah. So, worm-tubed. So... <laughs> You ever give a girl a worm tube? Yeah, you ever yeah. give a worm tube? You ever give her the space spaghetti? <laughs> a lot of space spaghetti in this. A lot of space spaghetti. People get people get sucked within an inch of their life with space spaghetti, and then all you have to do is take it off, and you're fine. <laughs> you're absolutely fine. Here's what bo- here's one thing that bothered me. Um. And this bothers me about a lot of horror movies of the of of your. Is that first of all, Gabrielle Anwar's character has a wildly inappropriate relationship with She is a child. She is a child. They state the fact that she is underage, and she has a wildly inappropriate romance with a helicopter pilot who has already killed people in the Gulf War. Like yeah. it's not like he's an eighteen year old recruit. He is old enough to be a helicopter pilot to have gone to the Gulf and killed people and come back already. Yep, completely forgot about this when my (laughs) review came out in the last episode. And she is repeatedly worm-tubed enough to not kill her, but enough so that all of her clothes come off and we get full nudity on the underage character. And I don't care how old Gabrielle Anwar was when she made it. I don't care if an actor is 80 playing 15. The character is supposed to be underage and we don't need full nude scenes. And I think about like Jill Sholin's shower scene in The Stepfather. It's like she's supposed to be 15 or 16. 
Yeah. And it was just done so casually, and it's just supposed to be like, isn't she hot? Yeah. Uh, Dario doing the same thing to Asia. Uh huh. In in was it trauma or Stendhal syndrome? Yeah. It's so that was a real turnoff. It happens repeatedly. Yeah. I thank you for saying it. I'm fully with you on that. I completely spaced that that was a thing, and it felt very upsetting. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely an issue. And and I don't know, there is a sexuality to the probing of the worm tube. Absolutely. Right? So, like, when you see her in the bathtub and they're all slithering up her and slithering around her neck and into her mouth and in her nose, it's it's very much, you know it's, what's happening. It's so, invasive, let's it's say. It's an invasive sequence. And that, because in the last episode I said... That this was, uh, felt very much not like an Abel Ferrara movie, but in those sequences especially, I'm like, oh, Abel Ferrara is full, full force right now. That was disappointing. Um, this was, the story was co-written by Larry Cohen. Yeah, with a screenplay by Stuart Gordon? Stuart Gordon and Dennis Paoli, and so I just say, why isn't it better? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think that's where it falls apart for me, is like... It gets by on the fact that Meg Tilly is fucking great. It gets by on the fact that I love Christina Lee's. But, like, the characters themselves, I feel, are pretty uninteresting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't... I just... I didn't really care about anybody. <laughs> I think that's fair, because also, what... Who was trying to make Terry Kinney happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm sorry, but, like, Terry Kinney... Like, McManus from Oz? Like, there was a reason why he's only best known as McManus from Oz. Because he's the one character in Oz that you don't want to see naked. <laughs> his 1993 hair. His 1993 hair. His, I don't know, his Larsa lips. It's <laughs> <laughs> Stacy got me into Miami because she has Peacock now. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> um... It yeah, so that was that was like the biggest red flag for me upon starting this, and then the beginning of my my last Christmas um, beacon started going off, or my alarm. I have a next to my carbon monoxide detector. I have a last Christmas <laughs> alarm that goes off anytime I've misled you about a film, <laughs> and I go, oh no, and then I have to go to the fuse box and just shut down power to the whole house. So that starts going off, and I'm like, oh fuck, and and it was Terry Kinney. Why is he? Well, who is supposed to make this guy interesting? How how are we supposed to be interested in him? I mean, Gabriel Anwar doesn't really get a character, but thank God, I think she's appealing as an actor, so I liked her. But don't care for the relationship with the guy with with with, with Mister Lost Boys. Don't care for I what I want what I what ended up happening, Stacy. Is I long, I found myself longing for the movie that I convinced myself this movie was after watching it probably high as hell at the beginning of the pandemic. (laughs) Before I had seen a body snatcher, which is I want pod people to point and go, which when Meg Tilly does that, it's fucking great. She looks exactly like Jennifer when she does it. Same face, right? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, she does that and it's full Tiffany right there. And so best, besides her monologue, best part of the movie. Yeah. I guess, it, I mean, it follows right off the monologue. Best part of the movie. She. I want that. I want pod people running. There's great scenes where people are just hanging out, like, tr- hiding. And you just, in the background, you hear, <laughs> from the, the pod people just screaming out everywhere. Um, 
I, I, I love all that. I want that. I want worm tubes, but maybe not on a sexualized nude underage character. Um, I want... I want... Gabrielle Anwar, which what I feel like I just remember the beginning, the setup of this movie, because I want her to drive up. I want Christina Lee to drive up in her red convertible, save Gabrielle Anwar from the shitty military boys, and say, "Get in, babe." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I want them to les out and fight the body snatchers together. And in my brain, that's what this movie was. I think, yeah, well, that opening scene is like, oh, here's the dyke coming to pick up the new girl. Like, it was just unbelievable. And I realize I have gay eyeballs that make me see. But it just it just felt like, oh, man, imagine a world where they are the love interests for each other. And it would have, I think thematically, it would have made more sense for what they were trying to do with this movie about the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if this is an indictment of the military, in part, she's saved by the military. And they fight back using military weapons. With a very tacked-on ending. So it's kind of like, what exactly are you trying to say here? And so it's just like, yeah. imagine if in 1993 it was possible for it to be these two girls. Oh. Oh, who fight back against all of this because that was you know it's the it's the conformity right like that's a major theme in all the body snatchers movies obviously and so you have christina lee's who is the rebellious one it just would make more sense it <laughs> would the, it just for them to peel out in the red convertible at the end i'm telling you this is what i remember i don't know what my brain does <laughs> <laughs> but it it remixes things into them being glorious and better. Maybe this is a, a a mode of protecting myself. I mean, I think it's a gift when you keep it to yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> little Anthony's fantasy land that's going on upstairs I, look they're gay and they're grifting with michelle yo yeah it's and... one thing when you are spending some quality time alone reflecting <laughs> on the amazing experience of body snatchers and what a feminist lesbian uh masterpiece masterpiece it is masterpiece is thank you <laughs> Instead, you tell me that's what it is, and I watch it, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what fucking cut did you watch? The Snyder Cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want, I propose, I want to fundraise $50,000 right now, today. And with this fund, we're going to CGI, like, you know how they de-age everybody? We're going to remake it, and we're going to cut off, like, the second half of this movie, except for Meg Tilly. She'll be unchanged. But she'll have new special edition scenes where, like, she hangs out, and then, like, a brontosaurus walks in front of her, or a land speeder goes by. And then um, we'll CGI them in and make the body snatchers we need, where we get Christina Lee's, and, like, you get Jen and Marty, they're lezzing out, they take out the military, and then at the end, Veronica Cartwright picks them up in a helicopter, even though she, but she's no longer a pod person anymore. It'd be so good. It's what I need. Well, I mean, I think the problem here is that you already have that. 
because it's a fully formed movie in my brain that I just watch. I just, I have to remember from now on, I think, going forward, that there, when you recommend a movie to me or tell me something about a movie, I have to remember that it's at least a 50-50 chance that you're describing your fan fiction. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this movie assumes you know what's up with a body snatcher. Because it very, it doesn't really explain a whole heck of a lot. It just, it doesn't, I didn't feel no. any, there's no tension, there's no fear. I don't really feel the paranoia, even though, you know, Gabrielle Anwar says like 50 times, like, they get you when you're asleep. Like, <laughs> but I don't, I, I'm not uh, nervous for anybody. No one seems to struggle to stay awake. Mm -mm. No, you get, you get. Forrest Whitaker playing Forrest Whitaker, baby Forrest Whitaker, being an absolute unhinged person. And that's about the extent of the paranoia is one scene of somebody dialed up to pass Jack Nicholson. I will say this does have a shockingly diverse cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. You get that great school teacher who just says, has everyone show off their finger paint. <laughs> she says, very good, good. Very good. Good. <laughs> Very good. And then you get little Andy as his as his entire life and his understanding of the art world and his art career crumbles in front of him. Because <laughs> he didn't do the same worm tube painting that all the other body snatcher children did. Do body snatchers age and grow up? Why would they turn into children? I did notice that the body snatchers have a heartbeat at conception. So they are a protected class. <laughs> they are they are more protected than human beings or guns. Uh, yeah, they, what, so did the pod, what, did they just land, did the, did a spore or rocket or something with pods just land in that swamp outside of the base? And then they decided to Amway it from there to all the other bases? Or was it like that is just a delivery coming from like San Francisco? Like, I don't understand. They don't really tell you. I guess you have to make up your own mind. And you're right. There is intention. I see what I love about the pod people, I love when we get the worm tubing. I love Meg Tilly. I love the screaming. But yeah, the the paranoia, the sense of like the thingness of it. There's all of a sudden, like you you meet Christina Lee, they walk past her, and then she instantly is screaming at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's not well, a question of are you or aren't you. Well, there's well that's the thing is like everybody. All this movie starts late in the process do you know what i mean it's not a gradual build-up of these things and maybe because they're like you know what this is the third body snatchers if they don't fucking know by now they're never gonna know mm -hmm. by the time they get to the army base so many people are already pod people and so it's just like okay that person has no facial expression i guess maybe that's part of the point they're trying to make is on the military base who how can you tell oh because you're it's all about conformity and fitting in and all of this. So how can you really tell who's mm -hmm. a pod? But it's like, well, we can tell. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you, can, you, you can tell. You do exclusively red finger paint and you are very blank faced and kind of mean and blunt. <laughs> yeah. So they take a line. I mean, it's a, a great example is little Andy. The whole, it's not my mommy. Like, that's a, like a throwaway line in the very original film, the 1956 version. Oh. Is there's a little kid who's like, my mom is not my mom. It's not, I'm telling you, it's not my mother. But it becomes 
like the paranoia it becomes intense because it's like imagine trying to tell somebody that this is not, like my my wife came home and it's not my wife yeah and it just doesn't have that same feeling of yeah. like no one believes you maybe you're crazy you know and here it's like it's very obvious that Meg Tilly is not the same Meg Tilly. <laughs> She's just fully nude. <laughs> yeah. Threatening you as her braid grows longer and longer. <laughs> yeah, and, it, you know, so Andy's like, it's not my mommy. And they're like, shut up, Andy. And then it's like, that's the end of it, you know. <laughs> so it, it doesn't have that same, that same feeling of who's who, who can you trust, any of it. Mm-hmm. It is kind of interesting to see all three of them together or to consider all three of them in a line because it's like the first one was very much like, uh, you know, as we all know, an allegory for communism, right? They are coming to invade us and take us over and we will all be the same. Yeah, coming right out of the thick of the era. Yeah, where the family unit was still the family unit very much. 78 it's like the threat is actually coming from within it's a more it's like a post vietnam you know the late 70s watergate all of this where people started to distrust the government and realize all the shit we've been fed has been lies and so that film is very much about like the threat actually is coming from within and it's about america and the nuclear family was starting to dissolve at that point. And then here in 93, the nuclear family is already broken as the movie begins. And, you know, Gabrielle Anwar is like, she's not my mother. Like, my mother died and you replaced her. And, you mm. know, so it's already a broken family. And it seems to be more about, I mean, the military is very obvious, but it's like, it's about being a good American. Yeah. Like, it's, put, it's right in that time between the Gulf War and 9-11 and really predicts the, like, post-9-11 jingoism hmm. that, we're, that we're still dealing with of, like, don't you want to be one of us? Don't you want to be a good American? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting as a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I just wish that was more explored in this. Right. This one is very much like... This, to me... The reason why you can even say that is it's very much George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, where it's like, it's about consumerism. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's zombies in a mall. <laughs> and so this one, it's like, it's very much about that. It takes place on a military base. Like, that's a very deliberate decision. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but 1978. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so good. You get the worm tubing and more. You get nudity. You get Jeff Goldblum. You get Veronica Cartwright. Yeah, you get Brooke Adams. Oh, it's spooky. It's intense. It's really well made. It's 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 classic era Sutherland. <laughs> That's great. Well, the, I mean, that movie, I think, is a prime example of like, you feel something when Brooke Adams dies. You feel something. Yes. I mean, part of part of like Veronica Cartwright is she just inherently has this kind of vulnerable quality to her. Oh, an angel. Um, and so the end of that movie is devastating. It's awful. And there's nothing in this movie 
for any of the characters that remotely comes near that kind of emotional impact. <laughs> I mean, not the little boy getting thrown out of a helicopter. Now that... And then his... <laughs> you know what? This whole movie, I was like, ugh, there's like a kid in this. Ugh, there's a kid in it. And then that scene happened and I was like, oh, that's why there's a kid in it. <laughs> and I'm no, I am no longer complaining. I love this kid. I love that he spends the whole movie as like that, that, uh, do you remember in Huck Finn, The Adventures of Huck Finn, there's, um, the book, there's this, Huck stumbles upon this house, like a shanty house. Oh, it's not a shanty. This dilapidated home with a family, and they're all grieving because their son has died, but years ago. And there's this little, their daughter is like the world's first goth. And she writes all this poetry that's like, oh, alas, though you are dead, alas. Like she has all these poems and art pieces about her dead brother. And that's this little kid for so much of this movie where he's just like, my mommy's dead. (laughs) Like everyone talks to him. He's like, my mommy's dead. It's not my mommy. She's dead. And I just love that. And then next thing you get, suddenly he's a pod person. He's in a helicopter. He's strangling Mr. Lost Boys. And then Gabriel Anwar throws him out the helicopter. (laughs) And then we are treated to the most spectacular, awful green screen of him falling as he points at the camera and goes, <laughs> Stacy, what you were missing is on the shitty DVD, the antiquated DVD that we watched. We watched this on Blu-ray last night, but on the older version that we watched, they have since corrected it for the Blu-ray, but his legs were missing. Like, <laughs> like the, the shot was fucked up. And so you, when you see him falling out and screaming, his legs are just gone. They just aren't there. <laughs> it was amazing. So that's clearly what I remembered. <laughs> was that. And then they dyke out. <laughs> and then Meg Tilly and her sister drive off into the sunset together. And it's a great movie. It stands right next to 1978. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, if I may plug, um, I did an appearance on the Evolution of Horror uh, quite a while ago where we talked about Body Snatchers 56 and 78. I did. Hell yeah. We had a conversation about those. And that's always, that is such a great podcast in general. Um, so perhaps that conversation will be of interest to people. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and both of you are wells of knowledge. Um, I have one more question for you. Yes. And this might be sensitive. Oh. Uh, how do I talk about this? Oh, so dear. we're not fans of outing people on this show, hmm. but I am a fan of questioning. Love to question. Christina Lee's gay. I, f- I feel that she says she is not. She has said she is not a lesbian. And my all my red string came out. Because, like, okay, Stacey, I need to know what I need you to tell me about. Um, is It's Emily Valentine, right? On 90210. Yeah, yeah. Melrose Place? 90210. 90210. Because in this, big dyke energy. Oh, yeah, that's Emily Valentine. She's it's, it's the same feeling. And I think that's part of the reason why I responded to her so much in 90210. Why? And why Emily Valentine is such a root for me. <laughs> Because the I'm, well, Emily Valentine and Agnes of God. Yeah. So the the heart wants what the heart wants, right? But how do we 
begin to covet, we covet what we see every day. Gay <laughs> shit. So, so Emily Valentine, super gay. Uh, Kyle in Child's Play 2, super gay. Also, I think my brain melded Child's Play 2 with this, and she fought the body snatchers like how she fights Chucky. Because she's fucking awesome in Child's Play 2. Um, in this, big dyke energy, super gay. Her first line is, get in, babe. And then, when they did the reboot of, um, I mean, I get it from her on Chucky, but then also when they did the reboot of 90210, uh, BH90210, which is fucking great, and Tori Spelling needs every award for being a comedic legend, um, Christina Lee's plays herself, but a lesbian with, like, short white hair. And she says, well, I'm not a lesbian, but I'm like, but are you a different word that also means you're gay? (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things when all, when the magic eight ball, all signs point to yes. And then they say, actually, no. And I say, okay. I, and that's all you can do. You know, if somebody tells you how they do or do not do, you have to take them at their word, but she has, enormous dyke energy big dyke energy doesn't cover it she has humongous dyke energy humongous yeah thank you i need people to accommodate my gaydar by constantly confirming (laughs) what i'm assuming about you that seems reasonable (laughs) thank you no i don't think there's anything like this is a whole big thing is like don't assume someone's sexuality it's like they only say don't assume someone's sexuality if you happen to maybe think someone might be gay. And that is because being gay is still seen as being a bad thing. It's no problem to just assume everybody is straight, right? Oh, because that's the default, huh? Because that's the default setting. But if you wonder if someone has a setting other than that, don't do that. Don't assume a sexuality. Yeah. So I don't see anything wrong with speculating. You just have to, if somebody says they are one thing or another, you have to take them at their word, you know? Yeah, you have to respect that, and you need to amend your 2,000 unhinged posts on LiveJournal to not say noted lesbian. (laughs) You strike out noted lesbian. I check a box in my file, and I put it in the filing cabinet at my detective agency. (laughs) Body snatchers. Uh, I say no. Yeah. You know what? I'm with you. I resend my recommendation. (laughs) Um, I do not resend my other recommendations that I did not watch. It's even, not even the ones that I said were bad, like Nurse 3D and Chill Factor, because I already said those were bad to begin with. But the, the other ones I stand by, this one, no. What it taught me is that it taught this movie taught me how to love body snatchers well then it has it has a purpose it, it so it has a purpose it taught me that there is a superior film it's called invasion starring nicole kidman <laughs> and uh if for nothing else it's got meg tilly in an incredible incredible performance with an incredible monologue that i had no idea she wrote so thank you for telling me that oh she remains perfect my cupcake angel. <laughs> Stacy's your MAGA angel and your cupcake angel. No, they're one on each shoulder. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, the good <laughs> yeah. one and the bad one. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Well, Stacy, uh, 
hold on to those angels because I'm about to ask you if you're ready to take your angels and place them and your head on the chopping block. Uh, yeah, man, why not? Yeah, man. Yeah, man, let's man, do this, man. Yeah, man. What, what podcast, what horror podcast, let alone queer feminist horror podcast, has a game show component at the end <laughs> in which the two hosts present each other with categories. They have three different categories that they have researched and written to present to the other. Uh, the one chooses one of those categories and then is tasked with answering five individual questions all within a runtime of 10 seconds per question. Unless you call out, I want the wig, in which case... Meg Tilly's enormous uh, bird's nest of, of braided hair <laughs> descends upon your head and makes you point at the camera and go, <laughs> which confuses the heads there, our non-binary executioner, because yeah, we also have that. Earning you an additional 10 seconds to answer just that one question. If you get them all right, you're a winner. If you get any wrong at any point, you're done. Get your head chopped off. Yeah, by the heads thing. You're dead. We were miserable at this last time. We were so bad. <laughs> An all-time low on the chopping block. We both died on the first question. <laughs> I mean, granted, we had been recording for 17 hours at that point. Yeah, I was just like, I was the deflated Meg Tilly. <laughs> at that point. I'm like, Mommy's dead! Mommy's dead! <laughs> I think you go first this time. Like I, th- I answer first? I th- think so. No, no, that's wrong. Oh, I ask first. Oh, that's exciting. That could be wrong too, but. Well, you know what? I'm wrong. So let's go for it. I will present you with your three categories, Stacy, And I'm going to tell you, you get in one old category, one new category, and one rebooted, refreshed category. Wow, Z's. Yeah, yeah. Your old category that's returning is A Meteor Comes Crashing to Earth, in which I describe a sci-fi horror film in which a meteor comes crashing to Earth, and you just tell me what movie it is. Okay. Your uh, uh, new category is 1993. The darkest year of horror the world has ever known. In which you have 50 seconds to name five horror films that came out in 1993. (laughs) Not possible. Good luck! (laughs) Not possible. (laughs) There's actually quite a few, and I feel like there several of them are well within the Stacey Ponder oeuvre. Yeah. Um, But it's, can we even remember? Ugh. Uh, and then your rebooted, refreshed category also coming back courtesy of the fury on Twitter. There was a change.org petition and everything. This category has been renamed as 1998. The stacked casts continue in which I name four supporting actors from a 1998 horror film and you tell me the movie. So this is following the category that you died first on last week. So your categories are... A Meteor Comes Crashing to Earth, 
1993, the darkest year of horror the world has ever known, or 1998, the stacked casts continue. Well, I have to choose that last one because that's what the people want, you know? Mike will be pissed. Yeah, so I also I have to try to redeem myself after that pathetic showing. I think you will. I think you will. <sighs> I think you will. All fingers are crossed. We're rooting for you. Okay. We're okay. everyone. All of us at the rally. We're cheering. <laughs> okay. Uh, for no vaccines. Um, okay. You ready for this? I am ready. Fab. 1998. The stack cast continues. So once again, I just named four actors. You tell me the movie from 1998. Okay. These are all supporting actors. Okay. Question one. Or number one. Jody Lynn O'Keefe. Nancy Stevens. Michelle Williams. Janet Lee. Halloween H2O. Ding, 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 ding. <sighs> also known as Halloween 20 years later. Yes. Oh, Janet Lee. They don't make celebrities anymore. They really don't. <laughs> it's so wild to see her name next to Michelle Williams. And just, <laughs> I mean, two greats, honestly, but oh, what a different time. Okay, number two. Danielle Harris, Robert England. Tara Reed, Loretta Devine. Oh! Urban Legend! Ding! Ding! <laughs> ding, 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 ding! Oh gosh, this is making me nervous. You're getting these! You're getting them! Okay. You're getting them! If I hadn't said Tara Reed or Loretta Devine, I think that would have been more difficult, perhaps. Yeah. Um, okay. Number three. Look at you. You're over halfway. Okay. Well, I'm at, the, I'm at the apex now. <laughs> you're at the apex. This is true. You're scaling Everest. There's the bodies all around you. Yeah. You're thinking, do I turn back or do I just sit down with all the rest of them? Hmm. Number three. Catherine Heigl, Alexis Arquette, John Ritter, Kathy Najimy. It's not. Oh, uh, it's not. No. Oh God! I was waiting. I was waiting. Uh, um. I mean, is it Valentine? No. No. You did. John Ritter. What did you say? I said Valentine. Oh no. I don't. I just was on the Catherine Heigl. I was like, I know that's not it, but nothing else. <laughs> nothing else came into my mind. This was Bride of Chucky we were looking for. Oh, yeah. Bride of Chucky. It's weird without the main people. Isn't it nuts? It's we like, it's very strange because then the rest of them don't make any sense together. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, really, like, Catherine Heigl, like, Bride of Chucky, what the fuck? Catherine Heigl, Alexis Arquette, John yeah. Ritter, Kathy Najimy? I forgot Kathy and Jimmy completely. Now that you say it again, though, of course. I She's in that, that, but... that one scene as the yeah. hotel maid, and she finds the dead swingers. Yeah. But, like, what? I Once again, thank you for returning to this category. I'm sorry you did not make it all the way through the tunnel of love here in 1998. However, I just want to take a moment to appreciate... 
the star quality that even bad horror films have. It's true. Even bad slash teen slashers from this era have fucking incredible casts. Yeah. And what's the new screen got? Dennis Quaid's son? <laughs> Everybody's son or daughter. That's all that's out there now. Sons yeah, and daughters. Just, yeah, sons and daughters. Yeah. Well, well done. That's a tough category. Well, I just died a little later, but I'm still dead. Well, hey, like many of us, you got hung up on Katherine Heigl. That's true. Okay. Well, this week I said I'm not doing any new work i have been bamboozled by this movie <laughs> therefore in protest anthony's getting three old deflated meg tilly categories <laughs> uh your first returning category is two words one letter <laughs> all of the answers in this category are films with titles that have two words, and each word starts with the same letter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just came up with an example in my head, but I didn't want to say it out loud, so I didn't okay. give it an answer. Okay, yes, I think I get it, yeah. Uh, category two, before they were stars. Speaking of movie stars, this is about uh, the first role of uh, people who would go on to be famous. Their first role in a horror movie you tell me the name of the movie oh did i describe that well i feel like i didn't no you didn't yeah yeah how could that how would that not be satisfactory yes okay that makes perfect sense lisa vanderpump like lisa vanderpump thank you <laughs> uh and your third returning category is multi-choice multi-stravaganza in this one i give you multiple choice questions you choose your choice so, your categories are two words, one letter, before they were stars, and multi-choice, multi-stravaganza. Old, old, old. I don't care if they're old. I don't care if they're flesh husks. I don't care if mommy's dead. These are all great. Uh, I really am tempted by two words, one letter, uh, mainly because it reminds me of two girls, one cup. However, I think the time has finally come. <gasps> I have to go multi-travaganza choice. <laughs> multi-choice multi-travaganza. Multi-pass, multi-pass. <laughs> Anything that's a stravaganza needs an exciting theme song. It uh, does. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one, these are multiple choice questions. I will read you the, or a statement or whatever. I will read, and then I will read you four choices. Oh, I have to listen to all of them. Yeah, and then, yes. Well, you, the correct one could be the last one. No, this is like Jeopardy. You buzz in early, you're disqualified. <gasps> okay, okay, okay. Multi-choice, multi-travagance. Oh, the time has finally come. I'm so excited. Okay, here we go. Are you ready, Anthony? This has been months in the making, and yes, I am ready. <laughs> Are you ready, studio audience? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one. Choose one of these remakes starring Ma 
that I think should exist. A, Candy Mon. B, A Night Mar on Elm Street. <laughs> C, Thelma. <laughs> or D, Scream. Parentheses, the ma is backwards. <laughs> hard because i want all of them to exist however in the lineage of screams titles being so stupid scream mom please <laughs> scream D. 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 <laughs> candy mom might be the one i most want to see however <laughs> what is jason bloom doing why are there not a thousand mom movies I, there really should be i love mom more and more every single day like, they don't even have to, like, pretend that she is now a child dwarf again, like right. they're doing with Esther. Like, you have Octavia. Like, just make it. Just make it. Thank uh, you. Ma Spring Break. Oh. Ma in space. Ma in space on Spring Break. <laughs> okay. Real Housewives of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> she just has them all tied up in her basement. Fine. <laughs> okay, number two. Right. Oh, what's number two? <laughs> number two. A Quiet Place 2 should have been called A, The Reshushening, B, Too Quiet, Too Place, C, also a quiet place or d this place is quiet <laughs> while i respect and we recently talked about how all sequels should be called also or still um i'm gonna go with tangina of it all d please okay thank you ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> okay Number three, you're doing really well, Anthony. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number three. In Psycho, Norman Bates famously dresses as his own. A, Private Idaho. <laughs> B, B, Motel. C, Housefly. Or D, Crippling Insecurity. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, B Hotel Motel. Oh, yes! Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> because I just love that costume design <laughs> of his house outfit. So unwieldy, and yet he was so limber. Like, the fact that he could fit in that fruit cellar while wearing a costume of the motel itself within one of its rooms. I know. And no one knew it was him? <laughs> So weird. Mm. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number four. Ooh, you're getting to the end. Number four. Oh. Choose the most famous horror movie tagline. Is it A, when there's no more room in hell, why don't you build more hell? <laughs> B, Abby doesn't need a man anymore. She's going to Lilith Fair. <laughs> C, if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, maybe you don't have any skin. Or D, the night he came over and we watched Under the Tuscan Sun for some reason. 
I was gonna say B, but then D reformatted my entire brain. So D, please. Oh, D, D, D! Oh, yay! <laughs> you got it! Oh my god. Okay. Uh, five. The last one for all the monies. Oh no. All the prizes, all the monies. Okay. All right, here we go. Which famous movie monster faced off against the Predator in the 2004 film Alien vs. Predator? <laughs> Was it A, Eileen Warnos, <laughs> B, Madam from Wayland Flowers and Madam, <laughs> C, Ma, or D, the hot tub sex scene from Showgirls? <laughs> question because the answer is uh two it's both um c and d it's ma in the hotel in the sh- in the hot tub sex scene oh you're right that was the director's cut ding 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 <laughs> <laughs> she played the hot tub she was the hot tub and norman was in the background being like in my convincing house around the motel you won i won Yay! I have redeemed myself with correct answers to challenging questions. Honestly, after last week, no one thought you could do it, but you did it. You proved them all wrong. I proved that life will find a way. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Oh, wow. I'm I'm schmitzing. Well, you can sweep up my remains into the garbage bag for the, uh... <laughs> trash ritual. For the trash ritual. <laughs> <sighs> well, <sighs> another episode Dunzo In the can! Uh, okay, so no episode next week. However, you can listen to old episodes at our website, gaylordsofdarkness.com. Or wherever you're listening to this, obviously. Uh, you can find links to our social media at gaylordsofdarkness.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, right? You could leave us a review and some stars on, like, I don't know, iTunes or whatever. That'd be real nice. That would be nice. I don't know if Spotify has a rating. I never look at Spotify. Well, so we will be back, uh, you know, two weeks or whatever. A, a score. Wait. What? Isn't that a score? A no. score score? The score is 20 years. Oh, a score is 20 years. What's a fort? Is a fortnight two weeks? Fortnight is two weeks. A fortnight is two weeks. But a stone is a weird measurement of weight that makes no sense in England. So we will uh, <laughs> see you then. <laughs> Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness!